welcome to the Beers of Bands podcast with your host, Michael Torres. How's, uh, how's your Friday going? You know, it's not too bad. I, I got off work, um, grabbed some uh, some Cokes, and then uh, had a few Roman Cokes leading up to this. You know, I'm sitting pretty well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how's Friday going for you guys? We're just doing doing band practice tonight too, so just doing the interim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, eating an inordinate amount of uh, Trader Joe's peanut butter cups right now, <laughs> as one does. You know, yeah, as one does. You just set them in front of me. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Before we fully start, my only question to the four of you is: uh, Do you have anything in front of you that you have not cracked that you would like to do the opening crack with? <laughs> Ooh, yes, John's got this. Right, That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh, All right. Didn't think about it. <laughs> I'm I, I need. I need to start putting it in the emails like ahead of time just to warn people. So you're you're totally okay. All right. Uh, in three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. Uh, this time I finally got made my way virtually back to Portland, um, and I'm sitting down with the great Swiss Army wife. How are y'all doing? What's up? What's up? Doing good. <laughs> Pretty good. Happy to be here. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Thank you for coming through. Um, you know, uh, we have some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, before we get too far, uh, like I mentioned, y'all are Swiss Army wife. You are an emo punk uh twinkling emo uh from portland oregon um can you just go around real quick and say who you are and what you do in swiss army wife uh, i'll start yeah i'm will uh, i play guitar uh and do some vocals here and there i'm john i play bass and i also do some vocals here and there <laughs> um i'm Cade. i Oh, it's heavy so soon. <laughs> I'm Kid. Uh, I play guitar and also sometimes. And I'm Tim. I play drums. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scream in the back. Okay. <laughs> uh, sometimes look possessed in music videos. I, I, I don't know. It's old deck. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that probably in a little bit too. But uh, I mean, to start out, I mean, you guys kicked off 2023. We're just gonna dive right in like super hard um you released your debut full length uh medium gnarly which i mean like i said before we even fully started the episode it's it's super dope like this brings back so many good uh feelings of like that that like mid 2010s like emo revival i know like i've had kerosene heights on the episodes um and like between that and then this following right like a month after that like 2023 is is a great year so far oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Thank you love the kerosene heights yeah years. i was gonna say shout uh, out to kerosene yeah. heights for sure um, so, so, so. 
they're doing. It was supposed to be like a 2022 record, and we just did not get it done. Which I think it worked out. I think it worked out. Well. Okay, the thing like kicking around, we're like, all right. Yeah, I think when we had the mixes done and like June, we were just, just we just didn't get on it in time. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad that 2023 yeah. has been uh, what it has been. It's yeah. going pretty well. I mean, for people that have not checked it out, I mean, it came out uh, beginning of January. I think like January sixth. Don't quote yeah. me on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, you got it. Um, oh no, I'm right. Okay, cool. Tight, 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 tight. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> But I, I mean, for people that haven't checked out, what are you doing? Like, please go check this out because, I mean, eight songs and it just like I said, it's this feel good emo revival sound. Um, and the nice thing with the record too is you kind of showcase uh, different sides of Swiss Army Wife, where you know you have some songs that are in that you know gritty punkness, and then you kind of get to um, like your bathroom where it's kind of like slowed down. There's like a little bit less screaming there's some like back uh backup vocal screaming but like it just changes up the feel um so it really showcases exactly what the four of you are capable of and i mean it's it's, I mean, it's like i said it's yeah. a great fucking album thank you thank yeah. you uh, that's definitely something like we wanted to do is we all have a we all love the genre but we have a lot of different takes on it and we have a lot of different I don't, I don't want to say talents, but we have a lot of different talents that that work that are different. And so uh, that was like our take on the name almost, like the Swiss Army wife, like we're, we do it all kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right? I think for like a genre that has such reputation for being like super homogenous, there are so many different like veins within emo. And right. I think all of us come from different corners of that. Um, uh, like if That's you were to ask fair. each of us our top three like influences, you, there might be like one band that crosses over, but like yes, for the most part, yeah, we're just coming from different, but like all appreciating <laughs> the genre, but from different yeah like eras or sounds, which is fun. But you definitely nailed it with like the 2010s era. That's <laughs> I mean we like the Algernons and Glockas and stuff like that. Those are huge inspirations for us, and so yeah. That's definitely that time period. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I know we're in 2023 and I record with people, like, as much as I can, but, like, my heart is still in those mid-2010s. Like, I still listen to the same, like, free throw EPs on repeat yeah. all the fucking time. <laughs> like, that's that's my fucking years, um, which, looking back, like, nothing special really happened those years except for, like, the, like, the songs that came out. So, it's weird. But, uh... I mean, it fucking rocks, and, like, you guys follow up with that so well. Thank you. Yeah. Honestly, you're in for the time where, like, nothing was happening and music was the main focus. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Holy right. shit. So simple. Seriously. <laughs> uh, like I said, it, it came out in the beginning of January. We're, at this point, at the time of the recording, we're almost three months out from it. Um, like, what's the response been? Because I know I've seen your posts and you guys are kind of freaking out about some of this stuff. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It's definitely been crazier than we expected at all. Like, yeah. I mean, we tried. We, like, really worked on this album. We were, were really proud of it. But the response was still just, like, insane. I mean, this was our first album. We didn't know what people would think. And we've gotten, like, a lot of crazy response from it. So, yeah. Yeah, just, like, like seeing, like, where, like, we've come from, like, 
you know, right before we released the first single back in October, um, to now it's like crazy. Like I think we were sitting around like one or two hundred monthly listeners. Yeah, all right. And yeah. that's not the case anymore, which is yeah. just like insane that even like that many people want to check us out. It's fucking cool. Seriously. Like there's like a huge disconnect now, like in the the internet age with like <laughs> You're kind of just going about your life and then watching these like ridiculous numbers change on a yeah. very small square. <laughs> and it's like, oh wow, this is this is this, like a very strange duality. But I, at least for me personally, I feel like I was really fortunate to have like the Fantano thing like blew me away. That felt like my first like, oh shit, okay, wow. Yeah. Uh, that was insane. Yeah, yeah that was my first like, oh wow, so people like do know about it. It's like it's a little bit now. Right. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> That was crazy. Even seeing other people reviewing the album were like, I don't know. It's it's yeah. not I don't know. Yeah. It's just people were reviewing it. And then also the reviews were I feel like pretty on par for the most part. We we're like all like fuck yeah, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, we I mean we like, joke like the it's just a six or seven out of ten is like an emo ten of ten. Yeah, and we're like, oh, great, great. We're like, oh, you think it's a six? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. and, but it's like a six in the context of like being said in the same breath. It's like Fallout Boy with one of you. Right. like, what? Yes. Okay, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll fucking take it. Like my favorite one that we've seen was this one dude on uh, I don't remember what website. Um, but it was like a one sentence review. It was like Swiss Army Wife's debut album, Medium Gnarly, is the best mom jeans album yet. And I was like, <laughs> fucking love it. Here we go. <laughs> Absolutely. Or like this other dude like ragged on it for like maybe yeah. like five paragraphs. I'm like, but damn, I listened to it seven times. So I guess like, <laughs> like, all right. Hell yeah. So yeah, response has been crazy. Like, yeah. We expect nothing and we're very pleasantly surprised yeah <laughs> no that, that's that's awesome that so many people like found it like yeah i was gonna bring up the whole um anthony uh like reviewing it because i saw that post on your guys instagram where first i mean today's day and age i thought it like i had to like when it first popped up i didn't have the sound on so i was like oh maybe they they're, they're just like joking they just like spliced on their own like album cover. Uh, <laughs> i thought it was ai generated i swear <laughs> even, the, even after watching the video people were like that still seems fake like that seems real so there was yeah. someone who literally did exactly that in our local scene um like when they released their album last year uh, hit me up on instagram it's like yo i can't believe it actually happened it's like they had done that whole like oh yeah anthony reviewed our album joke thing uh, but no, it actually it was, happened for yeah, us. Which it was crazy. And we were making fun of Cade because so Cade like submitted it to him. It was like this Hail Mary, like, oh yeah, I'll send him an email, like see if he reviews it. And we're like, oh Cade, you're being fucking dumb. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> sure enough. Absolutely. And then it works. And like so, to, dude, you just gotta shoot shoot yeah, the shot. Yeah, right. I, like crying tears of joy. I'm like on the ground. If he had like put it in the bad tracks, I'd be like, hell yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Thank you. That was crazy too. The fact that it was in the best tracks. And it's oh like, God. and then up next, Skrillex. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Who would have thought you would hear that sentence out of someone's yeah. mouth? Uh, and next, after this track, Skrillex. Like, <laughs> who would have yeah. thought? Yeah, we really want to like. I feel like this momentum now and like this quote unquote like we're getting bigger but we want to utilize that really badly so like we really want to get out to the rest of the country because right now we're in like the very west coast and so it's tough for us to hit other sides but we want to like carry this and make it like a you know snowball effect so we can start touring way more 
because that's mm-hmm. that's the dream oh yeah yeah, they, yeah the duality of like being old enough to recognize like it's such a hard thing mm-hmm. to do full-time but then deep down absolutely wanting to do it full-time yeah because i think where most of us are at like, all right financial goal is to be in an emo band right. <laughs> aware of what that means. yeah <laughs> yep. uh well you you at least got to do uh you know some touring after this record came out um i think it was like in february you guys did um uh was it like a week and a half 10 day run um like how were the responses for those shows obviously like you know this record's been popping off for a lot of people um like what was it for like the live performance i was gonna if i they were it was crazy (laughs) (laughs) we started off on the weekend so we played friday saturday sundays and uh it was like seattle oregon area seattle eugene and redding Redding, california which we didn't know what to expect from redding california that was total shot in the dark someone kind of told us to come out yeah and we're like all right he's like we really want to see you guys play and we can set up a show for you and i'm starting up this i want to start house shows again in reading so it was like a scene revival kind of show oh nice and what was uh, that venue again it was the hauler the hauler, the hauler. Yeah. The hauler and reading shout, shout out olive all of yeah. any bands going through reading hit up yeah. uh, hit up olive of lvp and rural jungle uh fucking yeah. rules has great venue awesome person uh yeah single-handedly like bootstrap yeah. the fucking scene up from nothing oh, yeah. i mean those those are the best spots to hit when you're on tour like the places that you don't expect to like pop off because yeah. then all those kids like never have shows come through so any show that happens like they're all going to come through they're all going to have a great party. it was a total party like people were having a blast it was yeah. not like oh yeah there's a lot of people there but they all aren't into it like it was a right. fucking fun ass show mm-hmm. so reading was awesome seattle was awesome and band was uh, awesome Eugene. or Eugene. Eugene yeah Eugene um all awesome which is the first two were sold out which was crazy uh mm-hmm. which we didn't expect at all and then first three if you count that yeah the house <laughs> oh and then our yeah release show was as well oh, which yeah. is technically part of that I suppose that's true yeah in Reading I mean like I think I think they were expecting like maybe like 20 people to show up and they were at least double notch crammed into this like big like living <laughs> kitchen room, room space yeah. just like oh, it's like drag the furniture out of yeah yeah it, it was oh, i was sick i was worried for the ceiling fan but i survived and then uh but then we had a day off because we could not figure out like a bay area show everything mm-hmm. was falling through like we had a san jose show that got the venue, venue was got shut, down. shut down because uh the landlord didn't want it to be a venue. So they were just like, hey, no more shows there. So that kind of sucked. Um, so we skipped, we spent a day in LA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah uh, we awesome. just drove straight down to LA. Which is like necessary in hindsight, I think. Yeah, like that day was off good was to chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, the next day we played The Resident in LA with Callers and Blueberry, who are like the homies that kind of, spawn the idea that we can go tour like mm-hmm. they were the first band that played with us in portland on their tour and they're like hey we love you guys you guys gotta play down here so that was really early in our stages and we're like yeah we we're gonna play with these guys they were they're both sick sick bands mm-hmm. and awesome people and so uh we played that we were expecting that show to be crazy but it was a tuesday so it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> that hype. it wasn't as hype as it could be but also like some advice for other bands out there is 
don't necessarily go to states and think of the biggest city there and go, I'm going to play there. We're playing LA. We're playing San Diego. Like talk to the scene there. They're going to be like, yo, play in Pomona or yo, play in Palmdale or play. Like we realize that it's not just about the big city. It's about where the scene is and where like people are doing DIY stuff. So please trust your friends, trust the band, you know, but I I thought that show was hilarious. I liked that it was the nicest venue. I think arguably that we played excellent sound had a setup and like test like sound check a little while before and it sounded beautiful and just had like it felt like we were getting away with something like the green room was <laughs> extravagant it had like beers and waters out for us and they're like yeah fucking we'll tear it up for 10 people, yeah. people. Yeah, this was giant was venue that absolutely good. holds more yeah. it's beautiful it was it was a fun show though i'm glad we cut it that and yeah, every, um, yeah. everywhere we we were able to get to was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Like our, Phoenix was wonderful. Phoenix oh, was Phoenix. amazing. Phoenix, yeah. the show was at the Underground, which is a sick venue. And I know they do a lot of the, the Nile Underground. Yeah, the Nile, yeah, the Nile Underground. Underground. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, super sick venue. Um, and that show popped off. Celebration Guns is like our first time playing with label mates, which was super cool. They're so I'm sick. Like, so They're insane. Yeah. Strelitzia's insane. Troubled mm-hmm. Minds are super cool. I hung out with Matt from Troubled Minds for like a while. I was probably we <laughs> we went to the bar afterwards after the show and we just hung out for like a couple hours there. It's like and... the greatest rally humanity has ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> like we were all like eating pizza at my friend's house that we were staying with and like fully about to get the bed. Was like John's like no I gotta <laughs> yeah I gotta get out. For they're like, oh, we gotta wake up at what? When we six, six like in the morning six. or something. I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna hit the bar real quick with Matt. Yeah. You know, hey, so. when you're on tour, like that's just that how it goes. Yeah. But, uh, you got up on time. So. Yeah, I was, I, I was weird about that on tour. I was up an hour before we had to be up every day at least. And normally, I sleep into like eleven, and I'm just, I don't know what it is. But on tour, it's just like I'm just fully wired, ready to go yeah yeah uh so anyways super cool and then we crashed and then, <laughs> no we didn't crash we broke, yeah. we broke down we broke down honestly it would have been better if we crashed but yeah, yeah. We broke down on a friday at 4 30 in the middle of the in the snow it was, no, yeah, it was snowing so yeah just outside of the great basin <laughs> you think yeah. of that God, just it was freezing yeah. like it was like 11 degrees saying like feels like mm-hmm. negative one kind oh of my God. so real cold. life tumbleweed for people that are listening and, and aren't uh, fully sure what we're talking about uh your transmission went out in your van um yeah. on your like what second to last day of tour on our, yeah, yeah, on our way up to our last stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. uh, so close. yeah, so close. <laughs> so yeah, they go pretty far. It's it's honestly quite the story. If you guys want to take the steering wheel at any point, but pretty much broke down at four thirty on a Friday. Had to get towed into the nearest city, which was forty five minutes away from us, yeah. called Ely, Nevada. It's it's spelled E-L-Y, but it's pronounced Ely, I think that's right. Anyways. Population, like what, like 2,000? I yeah. forget, yeah. but yeah. just yeah. tiny town. And then, yeah, they get us into there. It's now like 6-something, six 6.30, maybe 7 at this at this point. Yeah, pretty late. They take us to a hotel. This hotel is straight out of a time ca- capsule in the 50s. Like, God. 
it made no sense. The carpeting was weird. Like everyone's smoking cigarettes inside. There's <laughs> ashtrays everywhere. Like the lobby was connected to the casino, which was connected to a pool. It was Nevada. Everything was connected to a casino. It didn't <laughs> make sense. Like it wasn't like, oh, they had a pool area and like it was all just like one big lobby. One yeah. lobby. I yeah, swear, was I was so like weird. sitting in the hot tub on day two, like the sound of gambling machines blasting behind me it's like this is the most twin peaks i've ever felt in my entire life. i'm gonna die here for yeah. sure. well and after because we were there what like it was like five nights four days no yeah. way it was something yeah. like that yeah that's disgusting it was because it was like so this town there's no buses there's no trains there's no rental car agencies uh there's nothing out of there the only airport is a cargo exclusive airport there's no used car well you can't even buy a car that was yeah. functioning right like the only one yeah one u-haul with two available with two trucks. trucks on the whole lot like, <laughs> one of which was gone for a long ass time the other one got rented out from under us like three days in a row yeah, yeah. yeah like me and john are standing in the office like here's my card take my money let me get thing. and he's like it was just rented it's like no yeah it was i think it was day two we like walked to the albertsons <laughs> or wherever and this person's like oh i'm so sorry y'all broke down i actually broke down here like a while back and it was like two years ago and I'm still here we're like oh my god then I just woke up every night the cold sweat with that like bringing my mind it's like oh my god she, she literally said oh I've been stuck here since my transmission failed <laughs> I was like what what is going on are we how long are we going to be here so but it makes sense there's like no nearby cities and if you don't have support or anything like that like you gotta work to fix your car. Get a car. Yeah, stuck there. So five hours Jeez. to Salt Lake, five hours to Boise, five hours to Vegas. Like it's just yeah, <laughs> middle of nowhere. So we had like plans of U-hauling our stuff to Boise or Salt Lake, and then getting a rental there or fixing it there. And then we found out it was gonna take a week to fix, so that wasn't worth it. So then we were just gonna get a rental car and front and. Boise or Salt Lake and just drive it to Portland with all our gear and there was we called enterprise travel agents and like uh one like one other Hertz Hertz travel agents and they're like there's no outward rentals in the state of Idaho or Utah period like nowhere in Oregon or Washington was accepting one-way drop-offs because we just had like a huge snowstorm here um mm-hmm. in uh in, in oregon and so i don't think anybody was renting cars they were just you know full of stocks like no we won't take one ways yeah <laughs> so like her, in fairness hertz said yes but for like two to three thousand extra dollars because we also didn't want to drop stuff off there we're like all right okay oh so we had a saint of a friend uh one of tim's best friends adam he came up and drove 12 hours from Portland, picked us up, and then we drove 12 hours back. But it was more like 15, 15 hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was driving through a snowstorm. Like, he sent me videos. He's like, yeah, at one point, I'm going 35 through the mountain in this van, just God, driving straight insane. through. Yeah. It was oh crazy. Yeah. See the road at some point. And, and like, MVP. Yeah. The town sure. did claim a victim. Unfortunately, our van is still resting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to. A bummer. Had to junk it. What did they give you for it, Tim? Like eight hundred dollars, and they they said they would take can take care of my bill for like, tow. Okay. Yeah. 
that I didn't know that the shop we towed it to was the guy in town who bought all the used cars and stuff. So, <laughs> they were ready. Yeah, yeah, they were ready, <laughs> ready for us. Yeah, he was just like, oh, I'm just going to wait this out. I'm going to get this. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was. You could see, like, I think we all started, like, okay, this is not ideal. And then, like, the mental health of this just, like, declined slowly. We got more desperate. Yeah. And something wasn't, like, can we get the van out of here? It's like, can we get out of here? Can day we get after, yeah. Honestly, day after day of grocery store mac and cheese and bad <laughs> smash burgers. Right, and yeah. Yeah. Was bad. We're all sitting playing Pokemon. Like this is the really? most time I've had to play Pokemon in weeks. It's true, actually. And then you realize where you are, and it's just it's so depressing. And you just the, don't look up a Pokemon. The only okay. things in that town were liquor stores. Like straight up, <laughs> liquor store after liquor store. It's like from which we all... did shop once. Yeah. And the beer was expired for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was like, uh, there was like and there sludge like, at the bottom of it. I was drinking it, I was like, oh, it's got pulp. And then it kind of like <laughs> set in that beer doesn't have a pill. But, but like, Tim took it back and they gave him attitude. They're like, so like all our beers expired. Yeah, they're all <laughs> yeah, they're like, this is our daily life. Just fucking do yeah, it. Like, you guys talking about you guys drink uh, normal you're beer. Fan, you're, like, you use city slickers and you're like regular <laughs> expired beer. So yeah, that that place was a trip, and then we had to call out of that Boise show, obviously. And uh, yeah, we're still working on getting a new van, uh, but the GoFundMe support was unreal that we got. Like, absolutely blew our minds. We debated doing it. Like, it's one of those things you never want to get to that point, but it really was like we were in the hole big time, and for us to even be considering going back out there again, like we needed help and like so I could get to work every day because the van was my daily yeah. driver you know yeah <laughs> so really hard uh, sitting there on day five and like okay I'm also missing work for all of these yeah, right. yeah. yeah so in the end uh that support was on Jesus someone just cats are up there <laughs> <the attic. laughs> yeah the support was crazy totally unexpected like yeah it was it was just unreal so we're super thankful like collectively for yeah, that sure. like some anonymous person uh at the end of the campaign yeah. donated two thousand dollars which like is absolutely unreal we so don't know who it was yeah, we yeah. still don't person, know like whoever you are if you're listening holy shit uh you wow. yeah, yeah like, there are not words for how much we appreciate that that was like tears to the eyes kind of thing yeah. like, you see that and you're like what yeah, is, I, I woke up some messages. I'm tagged in the group chat. I check. It's like Tim, you're gonna freak. Oh, what? And I start crying as I'm. <laughs> yeah. like, What's happening right now? This can't be real. Yeah. So yeah, that was dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's amazing because I think the the goal was only three thousand, and then you know to donate basically ninety percent of that from one person. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Ma- whoever that is, like major props for for doing that and you know helping you guys out that much. Yeah. No, it's, we will owe them forever. Yeah, it's crazy. Pride chose for life. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> tell us who you are. Yeah, we'll do anything. Yeah. Uh, when you finally got out of that town, though, did you have any thought of like going back to that one lady at the store and being like, "This is your chance. Come with us. We can get you out." Yeah. yeah, I think if we had tried to take more than we brought, the town would have exacted some sort of like <laughs> spiritual vengeance. Yeah, that makes okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 
I do have to shout out Dolores, the <laughs> deli lady at the grocery store who served us macaroni and cheese, JoJo's and oh, yeah. chicken for like every Absolutely day for five days. <laughs> when the sewer started backing up into the, the water system when even the hotel didn't know that was happening. Just uh, was so kind. Yep. So thank you, Dolores. Shouts out Dolores. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Yeah, we should have taken her back. We'll drop you at the nearest big town and you'll just be able to get somewhere from there at least. Yeah. Uh, we have to go back. <laughs> if we go back, our car breaks down again and we do not get to leave. No. Lost situation. Yeah. yeah, you can never go near, like within the radius of that town. Otherwise, yeah. like it automatically sucks you back in. It yeah. felt that way sometimes. Like coming out of that town, like it's just like flat and empty. Yeah, like, two rescue attempts fail before our one was successful, right. which is yeah. also wild. Like it truly felt like something was trying to keep us there. It felt like a movie. Even the the hotel staff was talking like, "Oh, another day, huh?" And like, you're like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Like, <laughs> the ladies were yes. so happy. Yeah, the, the ladies are so happy. You're still here. Oh, like, my God. oh god get us out now yeah. but yeah everyone just smoking cigarettes and in inside was just crazy to me for some reason <laughs> like okay we're like in the 50s this is just different the deep fried cheesecake hit that was really good that yeah, was the burgers weren't good the no. deep fried cheesecake <laughs> oh man they know what they're doing in that department yeah. <laughs> uh, well i mean after all that sadness though i, I know you guys kind of hinted at it already but you got to play your hometown show, which was also the record release show. Um, I mean, I think that was also, from what I'm understanding, your first show, first hometown show for the year, and then also for the record. Um, like, how how was that show after, you know, going through five days of hell in this small town? So the release show actually happened before before tour. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, like a week or so ahead of time. Um, but our first show back after tour, um, that we had, it was this last weekend, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, was was awesome. Um, and I think you know it was a good way to like reaffirm, like yeah, like we like playing live shows and that experience. <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. Not at all. I can enjoy music again. I can enjoy anything again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Played with our, our homies and puppy feet who uh, put on the Seattle show on the tour for mm -hmm. us. Um, exciting, excellent. Uh, Shout out Emo Pearl Jasmine, yeah, Pro Pill Bug. Yeah, um, wonderful. Yeah, super, super fun show. Uh, good way to good way to get back at it. Right. Hell yeah. This show though was pretty wild too. That was we did that, was it literally a week before tour? I think so yeah. Sold out in like three days. We were blown away. It was yeah. so wow. with that being said, like we played a tiny, tiny basement kind of thing, which is like our brand that's kind of like <laughs> what we like we have in one of our songs in I we talk about playing in a tiny house show and the feeling of that and how that what that's meant to us in our emo careers and life <laughs> you know like it this is just a those moments are awesome so we wanted to kind of do that so we did and it was super cool so like it sold out super fast which we still weren't expecting the house Not was so all. nice we probably like did that house a little dirty by the amount of people we crammed into it but they were incredibly accommodating mm -hmm. um and just wonderful people and it felt cool to despite everything happening kind of stick with the people we've always known around town and just play shows with them again mm -hmm. um obviously a lot of change is happening but it feels good to just be among a safe community that feels good and is yeah. a bunch of your friends. Yeah. 
yeah. when you say like there's a lot of change happening like is there has there been like a big change in the scene like recently or just like compared to past bands to now Ooh. um i think yeah a little bit and like to, I guess this would have been like 20, 21, 22. Yeah, right as things were starting back, uh, back mm-hmm. post uh, quarantine. Yeah, Portland had like a very, it kind of had like this weird perfect storm of like its hardcore scene and its emo scene and its like punk scene, indie rock scene, all kind of just tried to get back at the same time, but they all started coming back after the pandemic. Um, and because there's only so few venues, especially DIY, like house-based venues, they all started just kind of piling on top of each other into these bills that were absolutely incredible because everyone from all of these scenes is mixing and meeting one another, which was like beautiful to see. That's where we all, yeah. this was when Swiss Army mm-hmm. Wife was like just Tim and I and a different member. We all met each other through that scene and then have the lineup we do now through that, which was incredible. Yeah. Um, and now it's kind of started to, I was going to say like die down, but more just kind of like fracture off into its individual zones again. Like now we have like a more defined emo scene and a more defined hardcore scene again, which is, um, it's, it's always nice to have those like shared bills. I think having a super good variety is always more fun than a super homogenous scene, just like a homogenous genre. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like redefining itself. Okay. Yeah, it's always interesting to see like how the different scenes are in, in different cities. Like I'm just in the Midwest. Most of the shows I go to are like just uh just like punk emo shows um and most of the bills for the most part like even like post pandemic seem to like stay kind of like in the same like lane where like the hardcore shows were like doing their own thing or metalcore dudes were doing their own thing um but i mean it was also the time like during the pandemic everyone was like yo when we come back mix bills or nothing like everyone's fucking playing and it's gonna pop off so that's awesome that like at least portland um was able to like come together to do those shows i mean obviously it's a lot of just everyone trying to get on a show and just like play wherever but those shows are always so much more fun um i know recently uh someone that's been on the podcast they're like a a rapper here in minneapolis they opened for like a metalcore show and it was fucking sick uh and i just really love mixed bill shows rather than just you know sitting through the the same like pop punk riffs the entire time like mix it up I think we like fit really well on mixed bill shows like we could either be the heaviest band of like a softer show or you know the softer band and a hardcore show or something like that and still we have elements from a lot of these genres so it's not like we would stand out too much like I don't know we've played like a hardcore show at uh, Casa Wayon yeah Mm -hmm. and I don't think it was crazy at all like people were totally into us and it was just like uh yeah, I don't know. We've been we play lots of mixed bill shows. I would say most of them are mixed bill shows. Yeah, I think everything that we have coming up over the next couple of weeks is like really like spread out uh, genre wise. Portland doesn't really have. We were just talking about this. This uh, person on Reddit was asking like, "Hey, what Midwest emo bands are in Portland?" And <laughs> I can think of two off the top. We of my head. thought of two, and we play shows a lot. So like, we know a lot. There's a few more than two. There's also like exciting excellent big sword big sword patterns. yeah there we go yeah different so areas. but it's not i don't know we don't have a lot of it's not very uh what's the word for it it's just there's not that many bands that yeah. are still doing it so yeah I, honestly like a lot of this record was written during the time that scene was coming back obviously beyond like just getting to meet um all of y'all and being a band with you 
it was really cool how much that like the rubbing of elbows influenced the writing process and like definitely made me want to try to get more diverse and more experimental and try different things like how much can you shove inside emo before it's like something else and it was i think i don't know like the the variety bills the mixed bills the blending community is definitely breeds innovation in that way and i'm super stoked that portland is at least able to provide that for sure yeah yeah i mean when when anyone ever thinks about like portland uh they always think about like the you know music creativity and just like uh not exclusive but like just like welcoming in general but like um so that's I mean, that's awesome to, you know, as an outsider, it's still living up to kind of what we expect of Portland or know of Portland. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, I, I kind of want to jump into a couple other things about the album uh, before we transition. Um, if anyone's like a uh, regular listener to the podcast, everyone knows. I love sound clips. Emo bands always provide the best sound clips uh, for for their for their records. Um, and I want to talk about one specifically from uh, CBS at seven. Uh, there's the sound clip of the, like the news reporter talking about like the the um, terrible air quality. Obviously, that's you know happened. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's from one of the past uh, wildfires that has happened. I think it was was the bad one in. in in, I know they happen very often, but like the one in Oregon that was super bad and getting close, that one was like a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, if yeah. I remember correctly. That uh, was like, yeah. One of my, like some of my family had to, like was displaced by it. So it was getting pretty scary, I think, for a lot of people. And like, it was wild seeing like the front page of Reddit, a picture of a town, like a, it was like a UPS truck. I think, and it was just red. It was the middle of the day, but it was just red behind it. I was like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah that's yeah. next to me. That's where I'm, like, living right now, just yeah. waking up and feeling like you're smoking a pack on the way to work. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, that was, like, my first real taste of, like, the world is dying, and I'm watching it happen <laughs> in front of me. Very cool. Um, I mean, it fits with the song uh, and goes well with it, but, like, obviously, you guys have gone through that. What was the idea behind using that specific clip? for that song? Uh, for me, I, I think I pushed for it personally. I think the most, um, probably because I have <laughs> no grasp of subtlety and I wanted to make sure people didn't think it was a relationship song. And it was really just about like experiencing um, the rapid decay of society slash the world as we know it on the bigger stage. And I was like, how would we hammer this home? It's like, oh, just literally rip <laughs> off the news and uh, that way eventually we can get sued into oblivion by whenever this news station figures out we exist. Oh, which <laughs> I, I, have, I have something on that. Yeah, I, got, sure. I got to say in a minute. But yeah, because the song is about like, it's like literally about like waking up and seeing like the world ending on the news, right? That's yeah, it's like, like coming to terms with something ending. And I think it leans pretty relationshipy at first, but then I was like, no, no, <laughs> it needs to be like a recognition of uh, this ending. I'm going to gesture to everything. <laughs> So, with regard to the the sample though, and the and the coming down on us for that, there was this thing that happened a few months ago. Unfortunately, not to us, but like uh, woke up in the morning, and first thing I saw on Twitter was like our label tweeting about like uh, emo bands and samples and like lawyers and getting in touch with them about it, and it's, like freaking out for hours. We're like, oh god, what if it's us? What if it's CBS? <laughs> uh, it turns out it was not. It was it was pictures of Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> then the other day, I woke up again. 
as, as I do it most days, uh, <laughs> <laughs> opened up Twitter. And so this dude, uh, he like snitched, snitch tagged us to what? like fucking ABC and, no like, and like the anchor and thing. First of all, congratulations on like just like being hearing that clip and being like, oh, that's this guy on this channel <laughs> in this time slot. I know that. Like that's legitimately very cool. But also, we're trying to fly under the radar. Yeah, here, right? so, like, you think money for lawyers? <laughs> I, I, I almost DM'd it and I was like, to be like, yo, can you like delete that tweet? Yeah. <laughs> a cloud is not worth it. Yeah. I, I mean, you it. can't like copyright the news though, right? That's the, yeah, like we looked into the it a little bit and like yeah. I think if they, if they really wanted to ruin our lives, they probably Yeah, it's could, unfortunately but... a situation where we live in the American justice system, which means <laughs> if you have enough money to throw at the problem and the other person doesn't, they can just they win. win. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it sounds true. like a meme, but yeah, they literally just will set enough dates where they run you out of money until you can't fight back, even yeah. even if you have fair use or what, what have you. To, to this dude's credit, he wasn't being like, hey, they sue this band. He was like, I love this song, but it bothers me that it's called CBS at 7. And, it's right. and, and like, yeah, it's AGC Damn, at that's what gets us. I guess we deserve it. We didn't even credit them. Yeah. No. They were probably going to play it on their station, and now they're like, oh, well, we can't now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, like, what if, on the other hand, that guy sees it, and he's like, oh, no, this is dope. And then he gets in touch, and he's like, if you guys ever do a music video, let me know. And oh, there we go. Like, oh, we'll, we'll do it. There we go. Sick, well, that's what happened with the Pictures of Vernon. Well, kind of, not, that's not what happened, but that, something similar happened with Pictures of Vernon one. So apparently when they sent this email, they were like, we think this song is really cool, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we're going to see you in oblivion. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Oh, super funny. Yo, these peanut butter cups are hitting. Yeah. I guess I voluntarily brought it. I mean, yeah, like, but... knowing me as a person and you said it in front, like yeah. within reach of, yeah, I don't know. I do still have your, uh, your rich bits from tour in a bag <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, I didn't eat those. I knew they were special. Yeah, they're for my partner. Oops. <laughs> that was, uh, go ahead. <laughs> with, with, with this album, you also have two music videos out so far. Uh, one for Halloween um, and the other one for Best Friend. Halloween is... I mean, I loved watching that one. Uh, all of you guys just in, uh, you know, ghost uh, sheet costumes, just watching like a reel of all this, this like montage of stuff going on. Um, but, excuse me, uh, the the uh, new best friend music video is, I mean, it's a one shot style take throughout I'm guessing, I, I think the house that you guys are in right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's a little lore for people that are watching the, this, the, the, yeah. the video version of this. Um, I mean, to do it all in a one take, uh, one, mad props, because there's a lot of, like, you know, big name productions that could not do that in one take. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was fun to just to, like, follow you around this house. And then um, I had to definitely rewind at the very end because I was not ready for uh like i looked away for like half a second next thing i know you're just getting stabbed to death <laughs> yeah um, i did not notice that they had pulled up the knife at all and like overall like well done music video it was it was great to watch both of them uh were very well done um so if anyone's listening please go check those out uh okay. we'll, we'll probably get into some maybe behind the scenes uh stories here in a little bit but uh i just wanted to bring those up that they you know 10 out of 10. 
Thank, Thank you, you so man. much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Anthony Pantano like referenced Birdman, which I thought was incredible. <laughs> that our <laughs> tiny DIY emo music video was connected to a, like a pretty impressive film. Yeah, shout out to, uh, to the, uh, the person who shot it, Jen Hamilton. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're if you're Oregon or Northwest area and want somebody to do a music video for you, uh, he's fucking great. So easy to work with. Um, and yeah, just an incredibly talented filmmaker. So yeah. yeah. Also, shout out to John from Floral Patterns for suggesting him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that was super cool. And that was, I think, what the third third take or something yeah. like that. We or like couple, we couple practice runs and then like three like real. Yeah, it, we were expecting to be here for a long, long time, and like even by take three, Evan was a little bit too drunk and a little bit too yeah. hot. Yeah. <laughs> we have maybe two more shots of this. But, now, was that your original idea to do like a one take shot through all of that? That was like my with absolutely zero like concept of how difficult that would be <laughs> or any like in general, like filmmaking knowledge. I was like, that seems like it's fun. Let's do that. And got Jeb to his credit, was just like, yeah, let's try it. Why not? Yeah, he was like, yeah, like, I've, always right. been, I've always wanted to do something like that. Like, let's make it happen. And yeah. just like plan yeah. the, the whole thing out. Like, constant professional. Like, I, I could, yeah, he's great. Thank you, Jeb. Thank you, Jeb. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and if people remember at the, towards the beginning of this episode when I talked about how, you know, Tim uh, looks possessed uh, playing drums, <laughs> it's this music video that uh, there's like a, a frame right as uh, Kate is going to go pick up the guitar for the first time uh, that like you just are, you're just like jamming out so hard that I'm like hell yeah fuck yeah <laughs> it is at every show yeah, yeah. 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 Tim so is our stage presence absolutely <laughs> Tim has is known for having the best drum faces, like period. Like mm -hmm. if you go to a Swiss Army Life show, you watch Tim because Tim's just yeah crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it takes a lot of pressure off me, which I feel like, yeah. <laughs> like I was I, like three singers. I no one can look at me, and then Tim is like fulfilling that for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's every, great. Every time I bring a new friend out to a show, they're always like, "Like you guys were great. Like your drummer is so much fun to watch." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, before we fully transition, I know we kind of talked to the record. We talked a little bit about music videos, and we talked about that tour. Is there anything Swiss Army Wife or uh, Medium Gnarly that you want the people to know about uh, that we might not have covered? Yes, I'll think of it though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. I think I mentioned this in another, I was talking to another person, uh, but it was developed over such a long period of time that a couple people said it, like, it feels like such a collection or like such a kind of like a mismatch of different things being put together. And it absolutely was. It was like made over three different lineups over multiple years and kind of ended up being like a best of everything so far, which I think is cool to be able to put out as a debut album at all. And that it like still works so cohesively. I, I, I'm stoked on as one of the person one of the people who was working on it for a while, it was cool to see like new members being added on and just jumping in and adding to it. And like, just felt this like a ball of energy that people kept tossing new things onto and it still kind of held together, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, John and I joined the band pretty uh, pretty uh, soon before before we recorded it. Uh, we joined what, September of 21? 
Yeah. And I joined it like in the beginning of November. Um, so, and then we recorded in May. So it was, yeah, like very, very early uh, with this lineup. Um, oh, one thing people I've noticed attribute a lot it's definitely all three of us singing at different points on the record. I <laughs> John to, I not to say. John does all of the good screens. So, yeah, I want you to know anything. It's, <laughs> we have three different people doing vocals. So if it sounds weirder, it's because it's probably someone else. Like, it's probably not. So Cade, for the most part, he's he's our main vocals. Uh, if it's like somewhat low and somewhat smooth sounding, that's yeah. me. <laughs> and then if you hear someone yelling like crazy, that's going to be me. And, and then, they're just like beautiful and harmonious. <laughs> they actually know what they're doing. Really <laughs> so that's I is one of those songs for us. That was like the first one I feel like that really took off on Spotify, which was just really weird to us because that was where Cade wasn't doing the main vocal. Yeah. And it, that was like a very experimental one, I think, for us, or at least for me, it felt like that because yeah, it was, it was a lot of the heaviness one. or like in terms of yelling and then. Will was on the chorus, which Will didn't have any like standalone parts in any of it, right? Yeah, like no, besides that. So yeah. it was definitely a more experimental song of like what we want to do and what we're going to be kind of doing in the future as well. Um, so yeah, that was interesting that I kind of took off. But yeah, those are two two different vocalists and we have three <laughs> different vocalists doing stuff so that's something for a lot records, of people yeah. don't know people think it's just just Kate and they're like oh I love it when suck. they do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it when they do this but when he does this it's like uh it's like all right cool I get to feel like oh no sorry bud even like YouTube comments like oh my gosh what he does in the verses is so insane and it's like well those are two different people <laughs> yeah yeah I think we were identified, I was able to identify through like compiling a lot of this information that some people, they like smooth vocals for me, they like screams from you, but when I try to scream, they're like, yeah. <laughs> I gotta stick in my but lane. Who knows, I don't know. But all the new stuff, you're screaming more than ever. So. I know, fuck them. <laughs> we do what we want. Yeah. We, listen, we, we hear feedback, we accept feedback, we're just going to not. Opposite direction. Uh, I mean, since since you mentioned new stuff, obviously in my job, my position here on this podcast, I gotta ask. I know it's only been three months since the this record came out, but what can we expect from uh from Swiss Army Wife going forward? Oh, we're we're grinding. Like yeah. we, the new record was coming out, and we already have songs that we're ready to record for our next stuff. We're and, doing a split pretty imminently. Yeah. Cool. So right now. We're planning a split. Um, it's gonna be cele celebration. A lot of people. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. So, so one guardian becomes So yeah, we're planning on doing a split with some cool bands, and then we're also working on a full length. And that's not a promise. Who knows what's gonna happen? But right now, we're working on a full length, and. I mean, for me, it's it's just like feels like an evolution. It's just like we listened to it. It wasn't like medium gnarly was like, okay, that's all we got kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. like we love medium gnarly a lot, and I'm already like ready for the next shit. Like yeah, it's gonna right. be, it's gonna just be a more. I think I don't know. It's gonna be us. Like what, really, yeah, like whatever comes from here on out. 
will be a blend of all four of us influentially contributing like equal mm -hmm. amounts, which is cool. Yeah. Um, shit, there's something I was gonna say in relation to that earlier yeah, that I had. I just swore. Oh my god. <laughs> we were talking about yeah, like like the different like elements of, like other genres that like we kind of brought in, um, like the different kind of sounds that are like throughout medium gnarly. And I think like something with like the new stuff that we're working on is like incorporating a lot of those different things into each song rather than kind of each song being its own um vessel for whatever swiss army wife is trying to challenge right. channel during that writing period into like all of these being a, from a cohesive like centralized writing perspective mm -hmm. um it's it's really cool to see like all of our different influences kind of take shape yeah. in, in these songs um, yeah like every song being created now is just like a google drive doc that's being passed around between the four of us like rapidly and everyone's like tossing stuff onto which feels way better than hey i brought this entirely fully formed thing to band practice now y'all are gonna learn it yeah right, right. the former feels way better one thing that's crazy for our band i've been in other bands before i think most of us all of us have been in other bands before we write so fluidly and so easily it's actually scary like <laughs> i'll come in with like an idea that I'll vocalize like my bass part. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And they're like, oh, okay, so we're gonna do this. And then boom, and we're like, we have like the framework for a song in like 20 minutes. Like we're all we're it's crazy. I don't know how to explain it. It sounds unrealistic, but like it we get done super fast. And I think it's because for the most part, our minds are kind of on the same wavelength and we kind of understand what each other wants or there's minimal pushback because it's like, we agree so often. It's just like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, even, oh, yeah. Like, even disagreements, I think we've gotten to a place as a band where we trust that the group kind of knows right. like what's best totally. and it feels easier, much easier to yeah. like, okay, well, I'm deferring, even this isn't what I want specifically in this moment. I trust y'all as musicians and your influences are incredible. So I trust that the finished product's gonna be fantastic. So it feels way easier to like step back in that moment knowing that. I That's think. true too. It's, it's cool that we've been able to like build that as quickly as we have to. Cause like mm -hmm. this this lineup has been a year and a half. Yeah. Um, like we haven't been playing together for that long. Uh, it's it's I haven't even like really thought about that before, but it's cool <laughs> that like we've been able to establish like that kind of musical trust in, in that period. Yeah, absolutely other trust though i don't know it's just the writing process like it so like a lot of these songs kate had a lot kicking of them around for a while yeah, had kicking but none of them had leads and then we got will in and none they of them just, had harmonies none of them had screaming they just yeah none of them had a lot of the things that we came in with so we really started writing together pretty fast and Cade, it's kind of crazy because usually when you have a song, you expect it to be a certain way and you're more dismissive on like outside stuff coming into that song. And like Will's leads, I feel like make half of those songs. <laughs> I'm like screaming over stuff that wasn't supposed to have any yelling and whatnot. So it's kind of crazy that Cade was able to just be like, yeah, this is cool. Like I'm going <laughs> to be cool with this <laughs> yeah. i guess i don't know i think it's but, it's much yeah. easier when it felt like like very early on with this lineup it's like this is what the band was supposed to be and it's yeah i was even right uncomfortable like coming in and having the role that i had just like doing as many vocals because i heard swiss army wife before i joined the band and was like this is what swiss army wife sounds like 
and I don't know if I sound like Swiss Army <laughs> wife, you know? You do now. And now, yeah, now it's just like, that's, that's different, so. Yeah, it's been cool. Yeah, I, I, all I can say is, just hearing all of that, I'm super stoked to see what the next, uh, you know, songs and iterations are for Swiss Army Wife. Like this, this record was super tight and super sick, but just hearing this cohesiveness that you guys have, I, I'm so stoked and I can't wait to see it. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. We're definitely stoked to take the vehicle of this band as far as it will go until the transmission explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, I'm stoked. Um, but we're going to start to transition here to the later half of this episode. I know you guys are, have your band practice tonight, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there at some point, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is obviously beers with bands. Um, so obviously, oh, that was so crisp. Rip it and rip it. I tried. Uh, you don't have to be drinking on these episodes. Because uh, I obviously do that for you, but I know uh, you guys are drinking uh, some things in front of you. Can you go through and kind of just say what you're drinking on this fine Friday night? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll start off. <laughs> I got, I have a non-alcoholic beer, actually. And it's a non-alcoholic, hazy, juicy IPA by Sam Adams that I got at my work because they were giving out samples. And they're like, John, do you drink? I'm like, yeah. And they gave me a bunch of real, like, regular beers and this one. And, uh, yeah, I broke out the non-alcoholic beer for this one. So, yeah, that's me. Now, I got to ask, you say you do drink and you're drinking this non-alcoholic. Does yeah. it taste okay? Like, how does it hit right now? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to lose the sponsorship. So, yeah. I don't think it hits. I wouldn't. I'm not a Sam Adams fan, to be honest. To the start fair. with, so uh, I'm already judging on that. So yeah, sorry, Sam Adams. We're never gonna probably <laughs> go work with you. Uh, but yeah, it's all right. As an IPA, like you get, it's usually one of those that's very high in ABV, so you taste the alcohol a lot in it. And this one's like trying to have the hops, but you, it's not. It's just like. It's just not, it's just tastes like, it reminds me of, there's this uh, polar seltzer waters and they make a Moscow mule version and it's a ginger beer pretty much, but it tastes like a Moscow mule, but there's no alcohol. This kind of tastes like a polar version of an IPA. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, all, hops, exactly. all hops, but no benefit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Everyone loves that. So yeah, there's that. Um, Anytime I've moved to a place, this feels like a long spiel for a small beer, but anytime I lose, move to a new place, I like to get to know it's like local cheapest beer. <laughs> and uh, like, it, I, I guess it's all over, but like in Phoenix, it was Hams. Hams is my default. Or uh, like when I lived in Idaho, it was uh, PBR. And then moving to uh, Oregon, pub beer cropped up everywhere. So I've been drinking pub beer pretty consistently. I saw those in the music video. And like, you know, whenever you see like a can with just like, bold like, lettering <laughs> like that i just assumed that it was like oh this has got to be like a gimmick like it's not like actual <laughs> beer not real uh, yeah. so but, pub beer is actually uh from this brand called 10 barrel and 10 barrel brewing is out of bend oregon yeah. mm -hmm. and now 
I mean, they used to be like a tiny microbrewery. Now they're bought by, I'm pretty sure Anheuser-Busch or one of the big names and they're, they're huge. Um, we're lucky enough, Tim submitted Swiss Army Wife to a contest of theirs with our song Telecaster. And they're like, dudes, this sounds like Tony Hawk Pro Skater Underground <laughs> 2. This is sick as hell. We like you guys won the contest. They hooked us up with so much, so beer. much fucking like beer. Three hundred cans of a beer. merch design. They like printed out a hundred shirts for us for free. Just gave them to us, and then like most importantly, they gave us money to record our first album. For sure, yeah. Oh, so yeah. that was insanity. And now the coolest way possible, like next to no strings just like no string yeah they were yeah. just like hey you guys win because you sound like tony hawk <laughs> like, and we're like okay cool that's awesome and they haven't had any expectations for us they made they had us play a show down there that was, was like scumbag ball it popped yeah. off it was ginormous it was like we did, yeah, and we put no work into that. That was like all 10 barrel. We're like, holy shit, this is just unreal. And then we leave with 10 cases, 12 cases so of much. beer, like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So shouts out 10 barrel. Shouts out a, a, a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tim and I are both drinking a frying pilsner that I picked Amazing. up in Trader Joe's earlier today. Uh, I'm not much of a beer person, so I think it tastes good, and that's about <laughs> all I have to say about it. Tim might have a more nuanced opinion. It's an excellent pilsner. There we go. <laughs> I love it. My roommate, this is his favorite beer. He drinks pretty yeah. much every day. I was going to say, Frames from Hood River here in Oregon, and it's like one of the better breweries. Their IPA is like insane. As a Portlander, I have to be into IPAs. <laughs> yeah, so you want like, your makes sense. Yeah. I started out like at 21, drank an IPA. I was like, this is garbage. Like, <laughs> what the hell? And then, but my best friends loved it. So I kept on drinking them. And now I drink other beer. I'm like, what? Like, this is garbage. <laughs> I need an IPA. So, yeah. I think that's, I've not met a person whose first response to IPA hasn't been something along the lines of, they took the worst part of beer and turned it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but you eventually like that. I promise. You just have to suffer a lot, I yeah. guess. I never I came around on it. I can't really. Yeah. You got a hazy one. You got to force yourself. It's like learning how to shotgun. Like, you never like, start off shotgunning. You're like, oh, yeah, that was fucking awesome. You know? Like, it's like <laughs> where you have to like push yourself so long to be a fancy wine person. You like study, you drink a lot of it, you eventually can tell the different notes and stuff, and then you're somewhat well regarded. But this is just so you can be cool with other 30 year olds with beards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's true. It's the true. Yeah. Honestly, out here. I yeah. I wish I could. Where's my beard at? <laughs> one day. One day. Uh, and the, the, the listeners probably saw this one coming. Uh, you know, I'm drinking a good old PBR. Yeah, can't go wrong. Respect. Respect. This podcast runs off PBR, and I did start the episode with a rum and coke, you know, just to get get right in the mood for it. Um, Do you start with different mixed drinks for different bands? Uh, usually, no. Okay. Usually, so like what I normally my normal routine. Uh, this is given like industry secrets away, real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, usually, like a half an hour before, like I'm about to record with someone. I'll crack like the first beer of whatever I have that I'm going to drink. Um, so like sometimes if I have Modelo's in the fridge, like I'll start drinking a Modelo at like 
half an hour before the, the episode starts, and then I'll always make sure to have, like, a full beer ready to go for that initial crack, and then, you know, just finish whatever I started with and kind of move through. Um, it's just been a long week at work, so I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to drink some rum and Cokes all, all afternoon go. until uh, we record, so. But enough work talk, you know. I'm here, I'm here talking to Swiss Army wife, so this is where we kind of get into the later half of this episode, which is uh, my favorite part of the episode. It's the storytelling part. Uh, basically, like I normally say, um, these can be stories from your time. These are stories from your time of music, whether they're shows, tours, time recording, uh, music videos. Um, they can be either Swiss Army wife or anything uh, prior. Um, my normal catchphrase to this is, anything horrendous to tremendous or any adjective in between hell yeah nice uh well we blew all our really good ones <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, cement factory cement factory was oh, good yeah. yeah that was where the band the the record was named in the place it was recorded which felt cool not named after the place it was recorded Wait, oh you're talking about a different i was no, no, no. Okay. oh no we didn't oh that's true okay so, there, so we have two cement stories <laughs> more important yeah. Than, yeah there was there was one uh, there was a show we played last summer with uh, a few other bands that uh was in an abandoned cement factory mm-hmm. and that was actually the day we got the mix it back for the album oh, yeah. um, but uh that was that was fucking wild we had to like there was like a, a like hole cut in a chain link fence that we had to like climb through and to pull John's like eight by 10, like base cab parade <laughs> through yeah. like this tiny hole, haul this stuff down this like long ass gravel drive to this little like concrete square that sticks out into the river. There's abandoned crane that kind of like hangs out over it. Yeah. And just were... like, I was going to say, just carrying the gear down there, I was sore afterwards yeah. and like yeah. out of breath. I was like, <gasps> it was like, <gasps> down this bike path most people yeah. ride their bikes past us and jog and we're carrying all these instruments i had a moment of this is probably what every mom in an 80s movie thinks of when they think of a punk show which is cool yeah. like people just sitting on this abandoned crane like watching us play like oh yeah, yeah absolutely well that was the scariest fucking part so first of all we had to wait until it was dark and start loading stuff in so like it didn't get like caught shut and shut down, down. Yeah. and then like these like these kids are out here they're, they're having a good time and like I'm, I'm happy that you know people have shows to come out to and all of that but these kids were like climbing this abandoned crane and like were like invisibly intoxicated. And I'm sitting here like, am I gonna watch somebody fucking yeah, fall off that the was crane? Scary. And you look up at one point and they're like, oh, there's feet right there. And then you look up again and they're like at the end of the yeah. like, yeah. nighttime. Yeah. 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 Like all you die. It was like, yeah, like, like metal metal rocks not, everywhere. Yeah, it was not like low to the ground or anything. Like these people are sitting watching the show, probably a sick view, you know? Yeah, probably yeah, like, oh awesome. my god. Yeah, down Town, like, across the river, like, living no yeah. security at all like these chain like or these i don't know how to explain it like you, it's not secure at all you could totally just fall yeah yeah that was Nothing not stuff, not cool we but, like advertised ourselves as like the mom friend of the music scene early on so it, was, yeah. it felt very like earned in that moment i was like y'all are gonna break your neck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, somebody was asking us if we had crackers <laughs> of that show and like, first we, thought, we thought they were like talking about drugs we're like what we're like, we're like this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we don't know we're but, told we talked about all carrying like picking our own candy to provide like like a mom and then will's one of favorite 
their favorite candies is good and plenty. So I feel like they're we would not be good. a popular band. <laughs> they're good. <laughs> it's right in the name. No. <laughs> I think you could like the last part makes sense. I feel like one way we always provide is gear. I feel like we're <laughs> we're the band that brings all the gear all the time. There's like, like if you need something, yeah. we got it. And also like why not? I feel like a lot of bands are so stuck up and like don't want to share gear and it's like this is how we build a community and make shows easy so we don't have to transition upstairs with stuff or like right. whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it's, it sucks when you like don't know if you're going to be able to play your set because the changeovers between bands are so, so long. long. Like it's pushing yeah. up on, on you know, the hard out. Uh, and so, yeah, just like being able to be like, yo, no, you can use our drums or you can use our bass setup or whatever just to make sure that everybody gets to do what they came out to do and everybody gets to see right. the band they want to see. Right. Like, you know nothing's yeah. going to happen. Like, I've been to a lot of shows they're playing and something happens to the drums just because, you know, it's hodgepodge stuff. I love letting people make my drums sing. I enjoy watching others play them, you know? So right. it's just, hey, fuck, slap those things up, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, on a good day, there are maybe two functional drum sets in the city of Portland. <laughs> yeah, like, there was like so a six the community is necessary. Yeah, there was like a six-month period where, like, I swear to God, Tim sponsored every drummer <laughs> in Portland. Like, <laughs> every show we played, the band was like, oh, like, we don't have a drum set. Tim and they were right, organizing the show. Like, if yeah. we weren't on the bill, what was your backup plan? Shade. <laughs> so weird yeah. that's actually the truth of it it's like yeah. half the time it's people organizing the show they're like yo so we don't have a drum set for the show so who's gonna bring one yeah. like oh we got you same with my bass cab though i feel like <laughs> yeah. that was Standard. that's been tossed around i'm sure day. your your presence alone has increased the bass volume of portland yeah in general Absolutely. by like a couple db for yeah. sure <laughs> and i like we rag on it but like completely happy it's the nicest thing ever yeah. to be able to provide something back to a scene that's oh, been yeah. so welcoming and so nice absolutely like, yeah i think like we're we're like a little bit older than a lot of people in our scene as well which i think has allowed us to one like have time to accumulate gear and also like have like jobs that allow us to be able to have gear that is something that we can like let others use and not have to worry about it like yeah. dying um so being able to like just like be like yeah like we got you like never gonna like have hard feelings oh for sure about yeah we're the, exactly it's yeah. not, it's definitely not something that it's not annoying it's just it's the <laughs> truth of it like yeah, it's just, we're, we're always given our gear but uh we always volunteered as well like because yeah why not it's, it's just, a little annoying when i lend my guitar to someone and they fucking shred and i'm like well damn dude <laughs> You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. And it's happened before a few yeah. times, for sure. Uh, God. No, but kind of bouncing off what you guys are saying, like it does add a whole other sense of like community when everyone's just like, no, like we'll just backline or we'll either backline to make it easy or you know what, fuck it, Mike. I hauled this fucking eight by twelve or eight by ten up here, anyways. Everyone just fucking use it because I'm not going to carry it off and on the stage. Exactly. Um, and also, you know. From the times like I book shows, like it's a it's a promoter's like wet dream where everyone's like, oh, we're just gonna use all the same gear and just yeah. make those changeovers just like so seamless. Um, that that yeah. is something I I gotta give props to a lot of people who are booking shows in Portland right now. It's like 
there that's one of the first questions they ask is like all right what's the backline situation like how do we get yeah. this going because like oh my god it, it makes life so much easier for everybody no, I mean, work at all that just take breakables down for drums you don't have to take all the drums like because as soon as i'm done you'll see me i'm like ah, i get my stuff <laughs> off the stage you know, right. yeah, all the drums Bruh. yeah this is i think yeah. like i can't believe we haven't shouted it out before now but like out of all the scenes i've been a part of in the various cities uh, I've lived in Portland has by far the most organized and safe and responsible DIY scene I have encountered most of it right now being run by JJ from Gloomhouse, which is a, a now defunct building that used to be literally a venue, but now Gloomhouse is spiritually this kind of like just safe booking community where they always strive to honestly put on incredible shows, A, but then B, make sure everyone's safe, make sure like the substances there are kept to a minimum if they're there at all yeah. and that everyone is like safe and organized and it's not going to get rolled and it's just like an incredibly welcoming and safe thing and it's like absolutely we joke about the the crane show but most shows feel so safe and easy that it's i'm not yeah. worried about it at all yeah. when jj was like how you two got like you're in on in the portland scene mm -hmm. right like like uh, uh, he was playing in a band called subpar at yeah. the time and these two uh jumped on a bill at some yep. point long before i joined but yeah jj is like ethos directly i feel like aligns with ours where like the shows that they're putting on are the exact shows that we feel passionate about playing mm -hmm. and like the kind of community we want to provide with our music so mm -hmm. exactly we've played gloomhouse he showed us like last year how many times bands have played gloomhouse shows and we were number two <laughs> with i think 13 or 14 shows just with gloomhouse last year so yeah. yeah so we, we like gloomhouse a lot right? absolutely yeah we, uh, we used to shout like like sure. dedicate i to jj every time we played it yeah it was written about it's written for gloomhouse yeah every and, time i'm there i'm just like ah oh, this driveway the garage i was there earlier today and as i'm back into the drive i'm like ah oh, i missed gloomhouse man yeah. <laughs> the gloomhouse shows we played though were just so welcoming and just also like it's all the stuff that you grew up watching on YouTube, mm -hmm. or at least we grew up watching on YouTube. And we're like, dude, I want to play this shit. Like, I want to do this one time. Like, this is, looks amazing. Or I wish I was there or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Gloomhouse was, Gloom House was that yeah. for us and for loads of other bands where people came out just to have fun and listen to music. And like, mm -hmm. it didn't feel like, oh, I'm going to go out and support this band. It was like, let's go hang out and listen to music and everyone just popped off and like we definitely got to have some of the best experiences like oh, yeah. at playing gloom house shows like i i could retire yeah. you know, <laughs> with sure. those shows like yeah. I, i'm fine we have a couple of them recorded i'm like i'm good to go you know, yeah, we, there's one on our youtube channel that's uh it's one of the oh, yeah, new best, best friends friend. yeah, yeah. playing new best friend at gloom house before we even wrote the 1670 yeah but like that's like one of those shows where it's like all these people just like crammed into this garage i don't know if it was this show or the ones around that but like I, there was one around that period of time where they literally had 250 people like it was know, like growing pains chainsaw girl us and i there was uh, uh Lomford, it was cemetery yeah close <laughs> was it, <common? laughs> it was growing pains simpleton and us oh was you're right one. i was wrong and then there was chainsaw loan for us and common girl right okay yeah wow. no you're right you're right um which but, both those shows were insane yeah like yeah. The, the, like those are the ones where like you see the video and it's like oh yeah this is like the like legendary house show video on youtube kind of thing mm -hmm. like there's just it's just packed like it's like these bands that are like sloppy but like are just having an amazing time yeah. and like 
right it, yeah like so affirming it's like oh yeah like this this is the shit that i want to be doing um have, yeah. like i think one of jd's roommates i, I forgot their name uh, but like dress up like as like grandma Nana, 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 yeah Nana. and like bring like fresh baked cookies around oh, like, like, like a trailer. just yeah in yeah. hot in hot cocoa yeah. like this for like free, chain smoking though so yeah. like, <laughs> it was so good everything mm-hmm. they set up a fire out like mm-hmm. that yeah gloom house shows were actually the Finn total shit. Yeah, it got yeah. shut down because they popped off too hard and the neighbors <laughs> did not like that. And yeah, they popped off pretty hard and repeatedly. And, <laughs> so, and just yeah, constant work. Also, yeah, like for wow. the most part, people are very respectful, but a lot of the times they don't realize like this is how venues get shut down is when you're a dick and you're being disrespectful to the venue and you're it's in like neighbor's yard. You're in the neighbor, yeah, neighbor's yard, like peeing or whatever like they're not going to be stoked about that you got to realize that like this is it's not like some big corporate conglomerate that's running this like this is jj in his house like you're (laughs) fucking this up so it's hard i feel like yeah scenes do that like it definitely goes through it was the moment like suddenly these shows are starting to hit like the portland times and stuff and it's that's Mm. when they get too big and it kind of like has to get cut down a little like cuts it obviously when places get rolled it like pulls the scene back a little bit back in the underground because it started to get like too big for these venues and there was yeah. no place for it to go at that point but uh, oh i guess our other concrete factory story yes. uh, to move back around to <laughs> oh like 15 minutes God. ago yeah. <laughs> exactly. the uh where we were so where we recorded medium gnarly is at a studio <laughs> called trash treasury uh in downtown and that is underneath the old Portland cement factory, which is also no longer an active cement factory. But that place is it's fucking cool. A lot um, of the cement's still there, which is cool. The cement, yeah, they kept the cement, which was yeah, very nice of them. <laughs> but awesome studio. Uh, it's run by the Steve Clayton, um, who's great to work with. Uh, Mo Troper, if anybody's familiar with Mo Troper, mm-hmm. is an engineer there. Um, very like Twin Peaks vibes in there, helped by the, the fact that they have a Laura Palmer portrait in like the library. Yeah. Um, and there was there, I think it was the first day we were there. Uh, we right. walk in and uh, we see that, and I'm like, I'm, I have like a shirt that's like the same, like Laura Palmer. The exact same picture, yeah. like literally the same, like way to be. Yeah. Had a yeah. wonderful experience there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was on like guitar tone testing on day like two. We tried we recorded the entire thing in like what three days, mm-hmm. yep. which was a nightmare in <laughs> retrospect. We didn't know what we were getting into. We were just like, all right, it'll be fine. Even though it was only 19 minutes of yeah, an album. <laughs> well, actually, we recorded another two songs. So yeah. Uh, yeah, $40 in cactus that we put out back in uh September and October of last year. Those were originally going to be on Medium Gnarly as well. We recorded them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, like that little blast of feedback at the end of forty dollars is supposed to be the transition into Halloween. If you uh, play them together, they will perfectly sync. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, sucks that we couldn't. We did. <laughs> that one was me. I love the charge on that one. I had like a miniature existential crisis about like no, it's just what the band sounds like now. Yeah. It's like I, it they was, were older songs, and I would like wanted them to be separate and have like more of a new crop be a new crop. And like it was the right call like, ten, like ten, yeah. yeah 10 songs with like three of them being ones that we had already released before like even if they're new versions of that like that felt like a lot yeah um, i think that releasing those ahead of the like starting to do the singles for the album kind of like 
reminded the algorithm oh my that God, we yeah. um, kind of gave us a little bit of a little bit of a bump there. It also Which, reminded, like, honestly, that we shouts out to the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> my man, the algorithm, man, for sure. <laughs> I don't know what is going on right now, but the algorithm's the homie, and it's been just <laughs> the like, person at Spotify who put us on the emo right now playlist and has maintained us on the emo yeah. right now playlist. We have at least one person at Spotify who is looking out for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Spotify. The email right now playlist is like a fraction of what the dude, the algorithm is doing. <laughs> that guy is insane. And I don't know why he really likes us. I We had like an amazing Fantano push and we understood. It was like, yeah, Fantano shouted us out. Of course, this is going to happen. But and then we died. And then we started dropping off and we're like, all right, yeah, of course. This, is, this makes sense. And we weren't shocked at all of course watching the numbers go down you're like shit (laughs) but then all of a sudden right back at it mr algorithm picks us up (laughs) and just fucking takes us so i don't know what's going on right now but it's awesome and uh it makes us want to like keep on keeping on like doing stuff because we want to carry on momentum and get to the other side of yeah we're i don't know we have, yeah, yeah. A, we have a lot of goals. This band as a this band again as a vehicle has gone so much further than I anticipated it being able, I feel like we're fully on the bonus level right now. Anything mm. beyond this point is yes, incredible. Is like, just beyond as we were preparing to record the album, maybe it was shortly after we recorded the album, we kind of had like <laughs> a talk about like what are our goals as a band? Like what does like success like success quote unquote uh mean to us as a band? Like what we can do is like making music that we want to make and much like playing shows of like it's some around the country or around wherever with our friends um and that's like we've done that we like we you know wrote and recorded songs that we love we got to play with a bunch of our friends all over the west coast um so like everything at this point is gravy it's just like okay like we've done what we wanted to do so now we can do more of so that. yeah yeah, it's, it's yeah like that's how long we get to do it for so cool it's yeah. like yeah but i i want yeah we want to do more of that yeah. you know it's like now we've gotten we've gotten to do it and it's like i let's keep doing this i think the like, biggest thing cool. for me beyond of the all the extras i get to tell my mom like hey mom look i'm a musician <laughs> a little bit uh she mostly says that's cool that's but that's yeah yeah we're on track to make about uh thirty dollars yeah so is that where we're at right no okay so okay so the the we're like on track right now to hit a hundred thousand streams on the album total like around the three mark which is crazy like i never would have expected to see that and the average spotify stream is worth about a third of a Sorry, cent. Will works for CD Baby, so they yeah, have a lot of good oh, intel. I, I yeah, I, my day job is royalty processing, so I I know how much people pay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the average Spotify stream is like a third of a cent, so a hundred thousand streams is like three hundred bucks, which is still absurdly low. Well, uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, as someone that you know has been around music a lot and yourself, you understand how much it takes to make an album, like it's, yeah, <laughs> so. I'm sure Spotify knows it just doesn't care. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah <laughs> but it's just hilarious. Yeah. So uh yeah, we're not we're not rolling in it. Even though the tour was pretty <laughs> awesome until it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. We it was surprising. We did not expect to be able to break even on tour. 
I mean, we were on track to add to the profit <laughs> yeah. until, until we weren't. <laughs> uh, we were not. Our shirts yeah. sold so fast. Our new design, we almost sold out in the first couple of shows. Like, what? The we had like four of those. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. That was one thing I've always said. Like, I love the reason I'm in a band is to play shows, but more importantly, like I've gone on tours that were just shot and I think everyone does do that. And that's part of the learning experience, but I want to go on tours to people that are there to see me kind of thing. So people <laughs> yeah. that want, it's not just like other bands and stuff. And we got to do that. That mm -hmm. was like, we met people that were like, Oh my gosh, like we've been listening to you for however long and we're so stoked to see you. And there's at least one person every town who was like incredibly stoked to me as we were incredibly stoked. Like yeah. that, if the show is just them showing up and being like, hey, I, exactly. I've been a band of y'all stoked to see you. That's everything. That's for just me. one. Like, cool. yeah. It's so singing wild. our songs back to us. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? That that was happening? Yeah. How do you know oh, the words yeah. to this? <laughs> I barely know I, the words I, to I this. I forget like all of the show. singing something entirely true. Oh, there is a famous misheard lyric that makes me really happy. I'm sure I'm going to like obviously buoy its popularity now, but the song no more drugs there's a lyric about throwing a rock down oh. a well and everyone else in the band down thought it was throwing will. a rock down at will it's a fighting <laughs> first of all i'm taller than you so you can't throw anything okay down. well i'm gonna fucking step that so now, now the lyric is changing you know what I'm <laughs> that and uh and uh john and i both thought that i did you i don't know were you also on this train the, the, the say to me train on cbs oh, yeah we yeah. all thought that the chorus of cbs was say to me instead of you see the end thank you for saying and, that because i did forget yeah, in the moment no, the it was <laughs> but even like as we were like doing backing vocals the first like month or two and i was thinking the harmony on that i was like, say, did you say to me <laughs> We all thought it was say to me, yeah. and even if you still listen to it and you know what it is, it still sounds like say to me. Like, yeah, just, but I thought that one of the funniest experiences that I've never had before is singing your own song and having someone up front screaming the wrong lyrics. Yeah. And it's really hard. loudly. It's, yeah, it's hard to concentrate when someone's just like totally butchering the lyrics, and you're like, or just like complete nonsense. Yeah, it was just like, nonsense, just screaming how I sound. Like, but uh, yeah, that was really huge compliment. Still, first yeah. of all, yeah, like, I was you put in the effort, it. and that's everything. I want someone to take my mic or to scream and like. If you could take my mic every set, I would not care. I, I would somebody take my position in the band. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, take my bass, take my mic. That was something that happened in Reading that was fucking awesome. Is Olive oh, yeah. uh, from uh, Rural Jungle and LVP, who was putting on the show, jumped on some guest vocals on, on New Best Friend. That was, sweet. Uh, that was so much fucking fun. Jumping, jump up and just like just the energy like that like ballooned at that moment like guest vocals are always a good idea fans yeah. if you're against guest vocals fucking don't be yeah. <laughs> so, that's weird even if it's like like a taylor swift on stage and someone clamors on stage like yeah. sweating and panting. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be a better experience for me the onlooker than taylor swift continuing uh, john's yeah. a big horse fan yes that's uh, so true. The, the holler the holler in reading um it's a house, uh, as one might expect. There's also horses there. There's like yeah, a big like horse. It's like a farm. Yeah, it's like it's a, a ranch. Farm. Yeah, yeah. Ranches that are. Um, so we we rolled up there and we had no idea what to expect. Uh, and like first thing we see are like these horses uh, in this pasture, including a mini horse. Not a pasture, <laughs> oh, yeah. mini horse. <laughs> yeah, they wanted it now. It was it was like uh, a full a full on mini horse. Um, so we like we pulled the van up. We we you know go say hi, and we're just hanging out. And like goes over and John's just like 
gazing off into the pasture, just like fully engrossed in I these horses. Felt at home and <laughs> felt one with them. The like, horse cared for you. <laughs> They were just vibing. Yeah, like, that's so kind weird. of their only option. That's that's right. Right. Well, I wish that was my only option. Yeah. vibing the entire time. That's what I try uh, to do. Yep. That's always trying to be my answer. If you're asking, like, what are you doing? Just vibing. vibing. Yeah. That's well, it. Shout out Worm too. Oh, Worm. 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 There was a dog named Worm uh, there. Uh, which also shout ruled. out. Shout out Worm. Uh, other 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 quick things. Uh, Kate, what are you at now? Like 18-0 at Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> I was on a journey. This is like we all went on a journey, obviously, but I was on a personal journey to become a Pokemon master. And <laughs> the fucking journey stops with Will. <laughs> it ended with Will. I like it was well. I was trying to like build a competitive team the entire like trip. Anytime I wasn't driving, I was Pokemon like playing Pokemon Violet, Scarlet, actually. Um, and trained my team this entire time. And then just completely got obliterated over and over. I'm surprised you didn't get bored. Come just win. There's <laughs> not a comic book on this. But so I like played Will forever and just lost repeatedly every time in spectacular ways and almost like got worse somehow. <laughs> as, as someone that games, I feel like I know a lot of friends that have played Pokemon have been into Pokemon. Will trumps all those friends. Like by I, far. <laughs> I play Pokemon. Sure. I play a hell of Pokemon. Like I get it. And then there's another level higher than me, and then there's another <laughs> level higher than that, and then there's just Will. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. confirm because I went back and I started That's playing regular crazy. online competitive and was doing fantastic. <laughs> so whatever these people, whatever the Pokemon League exists, Will is the enlightened monk yeah. on top of the map. I, like, I, I, don't, even, I don't even play <laughs> online competitive. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should get in there. I should. I don't know. It, it started young. Uh, my parents used to like. They would just see me play with like Pokemon. Watch like, Pokemon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon cards. And like, I wonder how much they know. And they would like hold the Pokemon card and like, cover the name and like the moves and be like, "What is like? What are we covering up?" And apparently, I got it like every time. Wild. So this is ingrained in me. So moral here. Uh, if you are catching us on tour, we will have our switches with us. Uh, if you want to play Pokemon, and lose play horribly. Pokemon. We'll challenge Cade first for a warm up match. <laughs> and then if you beat yeah, you have to beat Cade to get to Will. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Or if you just have a random Pokemon question, Will will first say, oh, I'm not sure. And then he'll tell you the answer right after that. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, when you're touring, like, access to cellular data is sporadic, but Will is a constant source. Yeah. <laughs> He just, they just know. Like, he was insane. Yeah. Like, some random-ass fact about Pokemon. Also, yeah. Smash Bros. We're ready to play in Smash, yeah. too. Yeah, Army yeah. Amphibians, uh, watch out. We're coming back for you for the second half of that tournament. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, yes. Yeah. We uh, we started playing a Smash tournament with Army Amphibians. We were staying at their house. So yeah. we came through San Diego. And uh, they were they were getting wrecked. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to sugarcoat it. It was not going so well for our Friday boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That was my heart, the hardest choke of my career. Was oh, losing no. to you with a fucking meat sword. <laughs> like, as good it. as I am at Pokemon, I am inversely as good. So, in for a bad, I'm really bad at Smash. Yeah, I'm terrible. At Smash. <laughs> and like when we were but, in the car, I beat you consistently. Yes. Uh, I mean, as anyone would, I'm very bad. <laughs> but in this particular instance, I just I wiped the floor with you. This was a was premeditated, so conceited effort to destroy yeah. my confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the entire trip. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's all I got. That's all we got. Uh, the, when, when I like one of the last tours I did, uh, all the dudes played Yu-Gi-Oh in the back of the van, 
<laughs> so I just I just be on like a long haul drive and all I hear is like just them just like slamming down cards the entire time. This is uh, if, my you, if I can drive it and you just hear like Fred <laughs> John Rick rolling Cade and some Smash Bros. How are you even doing this? You're under the map right now. Yeah. Oh my yeah, just, it wasn't the loss, it was the disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> God, and if I can if I can come out and say uh, Swiss Army Wife is a Magic the Gathering band. Oh, <laughs> I mean you're a Magic the Gathering member. I'm like at fifteen percent Magic there the Gathering member. I own cards, and that's about where it ends. It's true. This uh, is not a band. Actually, I was gonna say one one final thing, like a so you the more you know kind of thing. Our album cover uh, is a collage of like things we all like. So okay. that's why there's a basketball player on there. I'm a huge yep. basketball fan, love NBA. Like, so, and I want to shout out Origami Angel because they also seem to really like basketball. <laughs> NBA. Like, I'm like, Yo. if you're listening, yeah, I'm like, let's bring NBA culture to emo because I, yeah, I've grown up with NBA. And yeah, I think, shows, yeah, emo so. has no, like, yeah, there are all these bands out here naming themselves after sports, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did want, it, it's nice that you bring oh, up yeah, the, the album artwork, yeah. uh, because I wanted to bring that up as well, like, for the singles that you released for the album, instead of doing, like, separate single artworks for each song, you just did, like, different squares off the full album artwork, yeah. uh, <laughs> which was really cool to, like, once you put them together, like obviously, like it all comes together for the full outwork album artwork, and I thought that was just very well done. Um, obviously, like the album artwork is just a giant collage of everything you guys are into, and because yeah. I was trying to figure out before uh, we fully started tonight of like what's like the, the theme in this like arm artwork because there's just so much going on that like there's you see kind of like a theme like you see like some uh, like samurai you see some like shooting so it's like oh this is fighting but then yeah, there's the basketball player, and it's like that doesn't make any sense. Uh, it doesn't tie in. Yeah, it's definitely one of those. Like the more you look at it, you're like, oh crap, there's that too. Like I didn't see that at all. Like even there's I don't know if people know, but there's the medium gnarly that's written in the crossword puzzle. That's true. And yeah, uh, it's cut off slightly. But... So it's cut off, but it says like eum gnarly <laughs> pretty yeah. much. And that's because we like crossword puzzles. I, who was whose idea was that? Was it yours? That was, I like crossword yeah. puzzles. Yeah, and I do as well. <laughs> I, I'm my like I'd, after we like out or burn out a game, and we're like we don't feel like gaming anymore. My Discord and I will just play crossword puzzles. Okay. It's like fantastic. And so like, <laughs> like what? Oh, oh, you oh, do so I think like the concept on like the album artwork came down to like what if if you just like took like an ice cream scoop to the brain of like a like kid growing up in the late 90s early 2000s and then just like splattered that on a page like that's what we were going for and the the person that we that we uh, got to do it did just like an awesome job that was like pass number one i think we yeah. changed like one yeah. thing which was literally removing a speech bubble and one character because we couldn't have two wizards it was Taking based on a poster the, the original oh, concept was based on a poster from a show that we played right. a while oh, yeah. back with candy picnic who was the original inspiration for it was that collage style um but for me adding on to what will said the concept like the album art was just kind of a reflection of the chaotic combination of stuff that made up the first record like all the friendships all of the people we met the community building just like a giant group think of all the things we like and care about kind of like this album was kind of a giant collection of a period of time um so it was cool to have the art reflect 
the the songs and the songs reflect that period of time yeah no yeah kate like how you're going uh like mentioning like how they both reflect off each other it really shows through um like i mentioned this this uh this album has been super great to listen to i'm super stoked and happy for the four of you uh you know finally putting it out and then i really am stoked to see what the the next iteration of swiss army swiss army wife is going to be um sorry i'm also thinking of like one uh, one like still <laughs> thinking ahead um before like i fully end i have one last question for you guys obviously swiss army wife is you know a play on swiss army knife um where you want to you know be prepared for any situation be um ready for any situation what would you say for each of you is like the one thing that you bring to the table for swiss army wife that makes it like on par or ready to go that's a good one it's like what do we each individually bring to the band that like makes yep okay for me a short attention span and a desire to cram as many different things like sick riffs into a song as possible like anytime you see a what like a sub two minute song on the record i've probably pushed for it (laughs) i think for me uh it's working from home thus allowing me to have zero supervision and play guitar all day when i'm supposed (laughs) to do my actual job uh and uh come up with a bunch of riffs and spam the uh group chat with them yeah I would say for me, <laughs> for me, it's like energy a lot, like just whether it's live energy or just, I don't know, just in songwriting or I feel like I'm, I don't know, energy think, is yeah. kind of how I would, I would say with that. I've heard you in a band practice or in the creation of a new song at multiple different points say like, but how can we make it bang more? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I feel like I always have something random that the band needs. You name it. I resell part time. Oh my like, I have everything, man. I'm a bit of a hoarder. I've got about sets. I can't. I shouldn't say that out loud. But, yeah, I, I've got a lot of things. The also, true Swiss Army wife. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like also the handyman that literally is like, oh my god, ready for anything. And like, oh, I worked that job. Yeah, like, no, oh, it hasn't done our dentist and lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Next though, there's still yeah. time. There's still time. You're so, still yeah. young. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Fuck yeah. Um, you know, it's it's always good that you're uh, you're all able to bring something kind of like different to the table, and you know, form this uh, cohesive bond between the four of you. Um, if anyone's looking for merch, music, or Swiss Army Wife in general, where can they find it? reallyradrecords.com uh outside our record label shout out to guardian ollie who have been fucking awesome to work with but, so um, sick. all of our music um some shirts uh tapes cds can all be found there also on our band camp but if you can get from really rad i believe it's just camp donations too. Tough cut. that's true um, yeah uh yeah yeah i think the album is up for donation for like pay what you want on yeah. Bandcamp. um so pay what you want uh we have shirts that aren't available online at our shows. So if you're in the Pacific Northwest and you want a shirt, but you don't like the ones online, come to a show. One, we're cool and we play nice music. Uh, two, we have shirts, so you That's can buy true. one there. And stickers. No, but and like, coasters. seriously. And coasters. We're really cool. Yeah, we're really <laughs> cool. We play a lot of Pokemon. Yeah, we play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 
What takes you down further on the social ladder? Magic the Gathering or Pokemon? I think it's Magic Pokemon. Gathering. Okay, okay. it's got it. Oh, I think that that's Never the truth. Down. You don't have to like agree with everything. <laughs> I saw like a Twitter post a while back that was like, everyone on emo band could be dressing in tight pants and with cool hair like the early 2000s, but every modern emo band dresses like a professional Magic the Gathering player. <laughs> that's why the scene is dying. <laughs> oh, oh. It's so smelly. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, uh, no, <laughs> I want to give like a really big uh, thank you to the four of you for taking the time out of your Friday, sit down yeah. with me, you know, talk Swiss Army wife and everything else you have going on. Uh, I always really appreciate that anyone takes the time to sit down and just bullshit over a few beers. Oh yeah, thank you for having, having us. This yeah. was super yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, well, whenever uh, you know the next EP or next LP comes out, we'll make sure to try and do this again. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, For everyone listening, make sure you go hit, uh, follow them on all the the socials. Um, If you found this episode on either Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you're on, you're watching on YouTube and you get to see all their lovely faces like I get to to see tonight, uh, make sure you go follow them. Check out the music videos, check out uh, Medium Gnarly, and just stay up to date with everything they have going on. Uh, Be ready for you know, that possible full length that we're co- that's coming and be ready for that split that uh, we kind of heard about, but didn't really fully <laughs> hear fully. Ooh, I don't know what's going on. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really stoked for, for 2023. Like I said, emo revival is fully strong uh, going on. Um, that's going to end it for this episode and I'll catch everyone on the next one. See ya. Later. <laughs> Oh no, 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 no